welcome to this episode of Dish with Pepper. I am super excited to be ending off Women's History Month with a bang, interviewing Sarah Kustak. She's the first female to hold a primary analyst position on an NBA franchise broadcast team as an analyst for the Brooklyn Nets, my favorite NBA team. Now, it means so much to hear her voice when I'm watching Nets games. She's an incredible female role model, and I'm honored to be speaking with her today. In a minute, let's bring on Emmy Award winner, Sarah Kustak. Hey! Yay! Oh my gosh! Pepper, I am so sorry. For some reason, my request wasn't working, and I, you, thank you for talking so beautifully and spending so much time while you waited for this to all work. You are much, you're much more adept at Instagram and uh, social media than I am. So, this (laughs) is so much for joining. This is amazing. It is so good to see you. I feel honored to be on with you, and I am. I wish I wasn't ready to go to a game because I love your headband and the Brooklyn jersey you're wearing. I wish, oh girl, you're rocking it. I wish I was where I wish I was wearing mine with you. <laughs> well, if you're ready, we can go ahead and get started. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So let's take a trip down memory lane. Um, when you were a kid, did you ever imagine that you would be an NBA broadcaster? No, no, Pepper. Um, It's so funny when you think about the path of what you're doing with your career. Uh, Mine in particular, I never even thought about broadcasting on television or broadcasting sports. Um, I loved math. I thought uh, even throughout the course of college, um, the degrees that I got were more based on um, corporate multicultural communication. But the concept of sports has always been my biggest love. And from the time that I can even remember, whether I was bouncing a basketball or kicking a soccer ball or uh, doing who knows what sports has been such a passion of mine. And I feel really fortunate that um, I was able to carry out that passion in ways that allows me to still stay around the game, um, but also do things that keep me challenged and get to meet amazing people like yourself. Thank you for that. And what, I know you played basketball, but what other sports did you play growing up? Pepper, I played just about everything and anything. Um, And especially when I was young, I had an older brother who was three years older than me, who was and is my role model and hero and idol. And I'm so thankful and appreciative that he let me tag along with him um, to play sports with him and his friends and my cousins. So uh, we would play soccer and baseball and football and, of course, basketball. Uh, and I played volleyball too, as I got into high school. And so when I was in high school, I played basketball and volleyball were the two sports that I stuck with. Uh, and throughout the course of when I was in junior high and a little younger, I played a lot of soccer, played a lot of baseball. Um, but by the time I got to, I would say my freshman year of high school, freshman, sophomore year of high school, uh, I knew that basketball was a sport that I wanted to continue with. And you mentioned a little bit of how you got started in basketball, but was there one specific moment when you knew that you loved basketball? I think it was just a feeling. And I was always chasing the feeling that I got when I was playing the game. And whether it was in organized basketball and games and the competitive nature that came um, at different levels and all levels, but even as a kid, just shooting around, whether it was playing in the park, 
for me, it always brought me such a one sense of comfort because the basketball court, no matter what was happening in life, was always my sanctuary. Uh, but two, I think it was something about the beauty of the game that all you needed was a ball and a hoop and a friend um, and maybe not even a friend if you're just going to shoot and the physical nature of it, the competitiveness, how you use your mind. Um, and there's so many different skill sets that I think we see in players that bring a uniqueness to what makes you have an ability to be successful. And it's not always the same thing as we see some players that are extraordinary in the defensive end or bring a great athleticism and others um, have such a high IQ and a savviness to pass and create for others. Um, some are more scorers. I think all of those things to me has always attracted me to the game because uh, there's so much that goes along with the ways in which you can continue to challenge yourself, compete and improve. Well, those are some of the things that I also love about basketball. And now I know you played ball to Paul, and we'll come back to that in a second. Um, but, you know, um, I know you, I want to focus on your, your college experience. And I know you helped lead DePaul to back-to-back -to -back NCAA tournaments and were one of the school's top all-time three-point shooters. Can you discuss what your experience was playing ball to Paul? Oh, where do I begin, Pepper? It was incredible. And I think for all of us who now are watching uh, the NCAA tournament and we're getting excited about the Final Four, um, all those feelings that go along with the uh, lessons that you learn, life lessons, I think, that translate even off the basketball court and into your future, um, I found it to Paul. And the experience to me, things that stand out most and resonate with me most, um, some is the, the incredible games, playing Tennessee, playing some uh, great games and uh, playing in the tournament, all of these things. But the teammates, my teammates are still my best friends. Um, they call them my sisters because they truly are family to me. I think about Coach Bruno, Doug Bruno, um, who I played for, I was an assistant coach with, and now I, I get to call some DePaul women's games and see him. But I think just the people that um, teach you so much, not only about the game, not only about how to be the best version of yourself, not only about um, just achieving things and it being bigger than yourself, about a team and about the whole and how you work towards uh, the same goals, but I think just those that stick with you uh, for a lifetime. And that's what I really found, um, that the people, the friends, the family, the sisterhood that I found with Paul Blue Demon's team and now has extended out uh, to many others is something that I always carry with me. And how did you get started in, um, in broadcasting? So Pepper, it was almost, I don't know if I want to call it accidental, um, but it was something that I, as I said to you, I never necessarily planned on doing. And I, um, my fifth year of college, I was actually finishing up with my master's. So I was getting, um, I was in grad school getting my master's in corporate multicultural communication. I was working uh, at DePaul in our sports information department as well. And I had met a couple individuals who came in and talked to all the athletes at the school from ESPN. And I had an opportunity um, to be a runner, a production runner, on since I was in Chicago on some Big Ten football games, noon games on a weekend. And it was within driving distance for me. And I had classes and work all through the week, but I was able to drive whether it was to Wisconsin or Michigan 
um, you know, Purdue, D Michigan State, anywhere um, to just be a runner and see how the productions were put together. And it was something that I was more just interested in uh, because of the sports, because of the game. My brother played uh, quarterback at Northwestern. I was I loved football and was very familiar with Big Ten football. And through that time, it was a mix of as I was in school, both seeing the opportunity of how a broadcast is put together. I think we get so used to watching games on TV or, um, you know, being a part of it that I never really understood what happened behind the scenes and the production truck and the teamwork that went into it. And at the same time, um, I was asked throughout the course of that year to call a couple high school games and be an analyst on some boys and girls high school basketball games. And it was the combination of both of those that I thought, oh my goodness, this is the most incredible career and opportunity and profession. Uh, and it was something that I was really interested to learn, okay, how, what can I do and what steps can I take um, to try and do this more? And I think, um, it's we don't have enough time pepper to go through all the steps but it, it was it was the experience and one thing leading to another and trying to piece together opportunities but so much of it just started with my awareness of of what it was to broadcast sports and call games um and then using the background as a basketball player and as an athlete uh to continue to work towards understanding all the mechanics that go uh behind being a television broadcaster so what's it like to win an emmy Oh, Pepper. Uh, it's, it's funny. I don't, um, I think for so many individual awards and things are always just a reflection of the team and the people that you're around. And um, I've said this from the time that, uh, you know, I was working for, working for the Yes Network with the Brooklyn Nets. And um, for so many years, we have the most incredible team, um, broadcast team, and that includes my play-by-play -play and uh, sideline reporters, the, the, productions, uh, the production team, whether it's my producer, director, uh, the list goes on, the entire truck. Um, so I think because of that, and I'm surrounded by so many great people, it meant a lot to me because it was a reflection of who they are and how much they help and what a great team we are together um, in putting together the product we do on a night by night basis. And Pepper, I've said this before, it was such an honor um, to be the first female in my role with an NBA team. Uh, but that was a responsibility. And it was a question of, okay, you, you have this opportunity, what are you going to do with it? And the follow up to me, um, was almost a, a show of appreciation for those who believed in me, um, those who took a chance on me, my bosses who took a chance on me putting me in that position um, by winning that Emmy. And, and so a lot of it just meant so much because of them um, and because the reflection it was on, on the incredible team that I'm surrounded by. Now I want to talk about the Nets. Even though Katie's not, even though he's out right now, what has impressed you most about his contributions to the Nets? Pepper, he is just so impressive to watch play basketball. Um, I know you're a huge basketball fan, and anyone that is, uh, it, it's just beautiful to think about that you have someone um, that's seven foot, has the quickness, agilities, and handles that he does. One of the best shots that I have ever seen, um, and how much he's poured into the craft and becoming the player that he is. And not only the offensive player that he is, but the defensive player that he is. And so we haven't seen as much of it this season as we would like. Uh, I think he's only played about 19 games or so thus far uh, due to injuries. But um, 
hopefully he will be back healthy uh, sometime soon and be on the floor with the Nets because he just seamlessly fits uh, with any lineup, with any players, um, the superstars he's around because his game is one um, that really transcends everything because of his skill set, because of his size, um, and because of his incredible understanding of the game and, and the real brilliance that he has. And I think even when he's not been on the floor playing, uh, he's been such a leader and he's been someone that's been able to really help, um, you know, help this team achieve the levels they have to this point, but still have a lot of hope and optimism for what they can accomplish in the future um, because of the player he is. Now, what's it like to call a game with James Harden on the team? Oh, Pepper, it's it's incredible. It's in, been incredible to watch, and it's been such a pleasure. I think anytime you get to see a player that entirely orchestrates so much uh, for his team and does so in a way that it always seems like the right decision uh, to help them win, What's the, James Harden, we know that he is extraordinary scorer. Um, he's an elite, elite level passer. Um, but offensively, to me, it's been watching his savviness and how he truly is a savant of the game um, because he's been able to break down any defense. He's been able to raise the level of play for his teammates around him. Um, and he's really like their hype man. I think just the teammates love playing for him and love being around him because of his excitement, enthusiasm. Um, when they perform well. And because of it, there's been a really great chemistry for this group on the court, but also off the court. Um, I think we've just seen his leadership skills, the way he communicates with guys um, and really gets the most out of all of his teammates. And as you mentioned, Kevin Durant, with Kevin Durant being sidelined for quite some time and Kyrie Irving missing some time as well, off and on, um, he has been a steady force and the key that has allowed this Brooklyn Nets team to go. Now, you mentioned Kyrie Irving a little bit, and what impresses you most about his game? Oh, there's so many things, and I know I'm just gushing with a lot of compliments for these players, but they are some of the most potent offensive scores and playmakers that we have seen um, in the game, and Kyrie Irving being one of those with his size, I think just the the difference when you look at the uniqueness of of all of these players. Uh, you've talked about Kevin Durant and his skill set and what he could do at his size. Well, then you go to the the other side of things, and Kyrie Irving. I mean, I think he is one of the most impressive finishers around the rim, especially at his size. He can score against anyone. Um, he has been so efficient with his shooting. Uh, but his handles are like a highlight play every time off the court. And so trying to call games and think of new words to describe um, some really eye-popping plays has been so special. And it's like you never know what's going to happen. Every, every possession, every time up the floor, uh, it, it feels like a mixtape when you're watching him play. Definitely. That's why he's my favorite NBA player. Now, can you walk us through what you do to prepare for a game? It's there's a lot of layers and levels to it. And Pepper, I think a lot of people think I, I just show up. I shouldn't say a lot of people, my friends think I just show up, you know, show up a little bit before the game and call the game. And as you know, because um, I can tell with your incredible preparation that there's so much that goes into what happens when the game action takes place. So uh, to put it simply, I watch a ton of basketball and it's not just the Nets playing and calling their games, but around the league and get a chance to really have a feel for whether it's the other teams, how they play, specific players, 
Um, there's also a lot of different resources for us to look at film and look at highlights, um, look at offensive breakdown, defensive breakdown. But I think it, it for me all starts with just actually seeing live action and seeing film of so many of these players and teams playing. And then I think once I, I have got a great grasp on that, um, and most often I'll watch the last game or the last few games of the opponent that the Nets are playing, um, having already seen the Nets, uh, getting into the numbers and maybe just what guys are doing. I'll make a board, a big board for both teams of their season averages, career averages, um, how they've been shooting or playing lately. I think sometimes, as you know, we you can look at the numbers for the season that may not be indicative of how they've been playing the last four or five games. If someone's in a slump, if someone's been super hot. So having a good gauge and a feel for that um, and how the team as a whole has been performing. Um, again, how the tempo, how fast they play, um, what they look like offensively, defensively, a lot of the breakdown of where they get their points from, steals, rebound, you know, second chance opportunities. Are they just really efficient in the half court? Are they great in the full court? So all of those things, once you have the, the whole background of all that information and a lot of it then you have on your boards in front of you, but when the ball is tipped and when the game happens, um, you can't let too much of, of that prep and research, um, you know, take you away from focusing on what's exactly happening in the game. So I think all the prep sometimes you use a good chunk of it. Sometimes I use next to none of it, uh, but it, it's always the, the comfort for me at least um, to have all that information because you never know when it's important throughout the course of a game and to be able to give a better insight and picture to the viewers of maybe um, some trends or things you're seeing. Um, and then of course, you know, some of it, it's, it's to uh, just the, the excitement and enthusiasm you have for getting a chance to call a basketball game. I, I don't think um, anything could ever change that. So just um, making sure that when you're in the game, the people you're calling the game with, um, your focus is on what's happening throughout the course of the game. Now, you're a role model to me, and I look up to you because I have aspirations of playing D1 ball and becoming a broadcaster after my career, just like you. But who are some of the women in media who inspire you? Oh, uh, Pepper, you're amazing. You inspire me. You inspire me. First, I'm going to talk about you, Pepper. Um, you inspire me, and I mean this from my heart, because you already, at your age, um, you have a vision, you have a goal, and you're putting the work in to get there. And I think that is absolutely incredible. And it doesn't matter what point I'm at or what I've achieved in my career or how old I am, people like you and girls like you inspire me um, because that's what it's all for. And um, so I wanna say that you inspire me. And the list is way too long and we don't have enough time to get into it. But the people I point to initially, um, first and foremost, always for me have been Doris Burke and Ann Myers-Drysdale um, because of the role they've played as NBA analysts. And I know I would never have this opportunity or be able to do what I do if they had not paved the way and been so extraordinary at what they do um that it allowed and afforded me this opportunity and so that's why you know when i think about my job um it motivates me drives me inspires me to be the very best i can be so others like you and other girls or other women are afforded these same opportunities um so those are the two that stand out and then i also think you know whether it's the professional career i so often think about this with women's history month um or we see young girl like it's sometimes it's in your profession but sometimes it's just 
um, other women I'm around. I think about my teammates that still continue to inspire me, to push me. Um, I think about my mom, um, who's no longer with us, but she was my biggest fan and she's my greatest hero. Um, and she still inspires me to this day, um, knowing that I'm a part of her legacy and I want to be uh, the best version of myself because of her. And so I think when we, we look at people that inspire us in our professions or in our careers, there's a lot of women and a lot of girls and a lot of other individuals that still drive me, um, even if they're not necessarily just in sports broadcasting or broadcasting, um, because I think who we are as a person and what we give off and the energy we give off, um, it, it goes far beyond just what we're doing as a job. Now, lastly, I know you've got a game to prepare for and game to get to, so I just have one last question for you. I'm wondering if you have any advice for young girls and women out there. Be yourself and be proud of who you are uh, because the greatest power and the greatest strength that you have um, is being yourself. And I know that there's so many people that we admire and we um, look up to it, we aspire to be, uh, but the beauty and uh, just the amazing parts and the magic of people um, are when you are authentically and genuinely yourself um, and know that there's so many people around you that are cheering for you, that are rooting for you, uh, that are here to help, to lift you up and be that person that helps lift others up. I look at you, Pepper, and think about what you're doing, but I think for all of us, um, there's enough room at the table for all of us uh, to keep helping each other and lifting each other up. And remember to be around those people that just bring you great energy and are positive forces in your life um, and hold tight onto that um, because there's challenges in life uh, regardless of um, circumstance that you may face. Um, but it's the people uh, that believe in you and that will always have your back um, that you need to make sure that you just focus on um, keeping them around you and um, keep shining because Pepper, I think about you and girl, you're shining. And I just am so proud of everything you've already accomplished. Uh, but I can't wait to see all that you're about to do in the future. Thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for joining my IG Live today. I really learned so much from you and I'm so grateful to have been able to talk with you. Pepper, I am so thankful for you. And I'm sorry that it took me so long to figure out and get on, but we'll have to do this again sometime. I would love it. All right, definitely. And go kick it at your game. Oh, I'll be watching. Thank Girl, thank you. I love I love the gear. So we, as long as we got you supporting the Brooklyn Nets, it'll be okay. Have a great day, Pepper. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. All right. Bye, girl. Um, I hope you learned as much and were, so ins was our, were as inspired um, by Sarah as I was. And thank you all so much for tuning in.